Hello there, I'm Kiel Throne and Beatmaker, and on this episode of The Monday Mindset, we're going to discuss how to live. Existence is frail and unchangeable. It is always unpredictable and full of doubt. But this doubt needs not be negative. If all things were known about our lives, most of the magic would be gone now brings with it the element of surprise, of continual newness. Dr. Leo. Doubt can be an extension of our self-awareness, if only approached as a lesson learned. If we approach doubt with a negative mindset, we are allowing the cognitive distractions to take hold and we begin to perceive the situation, experiences, or action as already been lost and we don't take away any life lessons. Rather, we take away with us a victim mentality. Such mentalities are often why many of us are unable to reach out for a second chance or learn a different tactic or perspective on how to approach certain situations, experiences, or actions. We don't allow ourselves nowadays to be surprised anymore. Rather, we pour all of our energy and resources into being able to control every outcome of our life. Even after we fail at controlling every outcome, we are still willing to put the blame on others rather than ourselves. We refuse to accept the consequences of attempting control every outcome, for that refusal requires acknowledging the essential reality. That is an element of unpredictability. This isn't the hitchhiker's guide. There is no probability drive. We are afraid of the unpredictable, yet desire continual newness in our expectations of life. How long will it take the human race to realize you can't have your cake and eat it? Either you take a bite out of causality or you sit there and imagine the taste of probability. Sensitive and intelligent people are always full of doubt. They see it as a positive influence for their spontaneity and continued growth. It is the element of uncertainty that adds the spice to living. Dr. Leo. As I stated earlier, doubt can be an extension of self-awareness. Fully functioning and sensitive and intelligent people have learned through their study in the art of living. We use doubt as a motivating factor and that drives us to never give up on our goals and dreams. We will forge our paths regardless of the obstacles and distance. We know our values. We are constantly strengthening and improving our true self. For doubt allows us to see the cracks in our armor and the blind spots in our mind. When uncertainty arises, we may be surprised, but our reactions are disciplined. They are thought out and thoroughly self-aware. We roll with the punches and flow with the currents. We are like water. No matter the currents, no matter the obstacles, we flow true and consistently. No matter the pools we find ourselves in, we will always manage to make our way to the sea. We cannot be sure of what the next moment will bring. This causes most of us to spend 
a large portion of our lives engaged in worrying about possible outcomes, most of which we are beyond most of which are beyond our control. It doesn't seem to matter that much of what we worry about never seems to happen anyway. We continue to choose to worry. Dr. Leo. You know, we we live in a fear-induced world, and it pushes us to seek out control in other aspects of our life because, you know, it's like, you know, every day if you are someone who goes on Facebook or, you know, you're, you like to watch the news, you like to keep up with you know, the current events, social events, you know, whatever it may be, you know, there is a lot of fear. We live in a fear culture. We thrive on fear, um, unfortunately. And many news outlets and social outlets, they thrive and monetize and capitalize on our fear. And it, it pushes us to, you know, to find ways to control everything. And um, I feel a lot of that is because we live in a climate, like I said, about with, you know, it's fear inducing that um, it kind of makes us feel like we have no control over anything. And I think that's one thing that's, you know, unfortunate about the news is that rather than reporting on the news and, you know, just giving us the news unbiased without trying to manipulate us without trying to you know promote propaganda you know whatever it may be you know it'll it would then give us individuals and and communities more of a an ability to really soak in the information and take it face value rather than it being soaked in already with fear mongering and war mongering or you know whatever you want it to be take your pick um, and it leads to us trying to plan and control all sorts of scenarios. I mean, there are, you know, I'm all for, you know, self-help books, you know, and, you know, self-motivating people and all that kind of stuff, but it needs to be within reason. And we live in a climate now where they try to sell, you know, how to control every aspect of your life. You know, whether it's to these, you know, ridiculous, you know, fads to, you know, you know, convenient, you know, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like, con like convenience, like these easy, you know, heat up foods or any of that kind of stuff that's just convenient and gives you complete and total control. You know, it's even no matter if you're making your own food with that's not, you know, needs to be heat up in the microwave or pre-cooked. You know, you might overcook it a little bit. You might burn it a little bit. Things like that happen. And, you know, and that is occasionally out of your control. You know, you're never going to always make a perfect burger. Um, and if you do, you know, tops to you. But you're always going to mess up on that bun. <laughs> but, you know, what I mean is that we, we're so obsessed with control because we fear control at the same time, which is weird. Like, we will go out of our ways to control situations because we're we are afraid of not having control but we're also afraid of being able to control the situation at the same time it's a weird paradigm that we've found ourselves in and there's no way for us to really kind of get out of it i mean we we plan for every type of scenario in this world 
whether you're a doomsday prepper or, you know, you work in retail or you work in corporate, whatever it is, you know, in the education system, you know, we're, you're, we're constantly planning for things that are so completely out of our control and some things that are so out of our control, but have been, are amplified due to the way our society enables and reacts and behaves to certain situations. You know, it's unfortunate that, you know, I used to work in the school system and having to plan for an active shooter and having to train, you know, where to hide and and all those kind of things. And, you know, I bring that up because it's unfortunate that that is a, a scenario, especially in this country, that we have to experience where we have no control in the sense of safety for our kids in the school system. You know, I brought it up last episode that, you know, due to hybrid learning and the pandemic, like there hasn't been any active, there hasn't been any school shootings. You know, and that in and of itself is like, no matter how well you plan for an event like that, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter how well you plan, it, it happens and things, you know, fall apart. And it's unfortunate that we live in a world like that, you know. Or you look at, you know, those doomsday prepper shows and and that kind of amplifies, I feel, a lot of that fear. And, you know, to to be, let's be real, if if you look at any of those people and, you know, if Russia and China and India and Pakistan and the United States decided to just, you know, you know, let loose all our nukes, it don't matter how prepped you are. You you ain't going to make it. You know, I think a lot of that kind of craziness is, you know, ridiculous. But, you know, I I would be lying if I didn't have a little prep bag myself that I've kind of been working on since the pandemic. (laughs) But, you know, what I'm trying to say is like, you know, that is me doing that for more of not because I'm fearing not having control. Bless you, Pablo. (laughs) That's more of me, you know, making sure that I'm able to control what's in my vicinity. Um, and I'm not, you know, building an underground bunker, you know, that has, a, you know, a, you know, fish, you know, that you can grow and, you know, a place where you can grow plants. Like, I'm not doing anything crazy like that. And there are people out there like that, like this, you know, and it doesn't even have to be for extremes like that. You know, we, we try to control every aspect of our lives or even other people's lives out of, fear, spite, envy, um, resentment, jealousy, you know, we we are, we live in a climate where we're taught to be afraid of the unknown, taught to be afraid of things we don't understand. Um, you know, I think it's kind of crazy. I was reading um, this headline, a little bit of an article that in Alabama, they're thinking of um, of a, they're thinking of unbanning yoga in schools, but only if they do not say namaste. And think about that. Namaste. The light onto me brings a light onto you. I believe it's quoted like that. I'm probably butchering it, but think of something so peaceful and so pure and they want to ban it because 
it's not American, it's not Anglo, it's not white. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's it's Hindu, it's from Asia. <laughs> and it's unfortunate that we live in a climate like that here where they banned yoga from schools just because of the word namaste. Um, and, I, and I'm bringing that up because like I'm saying, we're taught to, to, in this country, we're taught to be afraid of what we don't understand, what we don't know. You know, and if you were to, you know, to tell someone like that who believed that the mindset that, you know, you can't, you shouldn't say namaste, if you were to tell them what namaste translates to, you, you would, they, it wouldn't change their opinion, but they, you might see a, a subtle reaction in themselves where it's not bad, the, it, you know, and, and <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's just crazy to me that, that we have that kind of fear of the unknown that we will ban, you know, healthy practices such as yoga because of a word, because of a culture, because of an identity, because for some odd reason in America, you know, we can't have a distinct, we cannot distinguish between Sikhs and Muslims. And, and that's unfortunate because what you're seeing in that law in and of itself is that they think, you know, Sikh men who wear turbans are Muslim, are inherent terrorists or any of that kind of, you know, hateful rhetoric and ideology and and um, and fear mongering. And it's unfortunate. But, you know, that's the state of, you know, certain countries and their ideologies and regions, you know. <laughs> You know, I know, you, you know, living in the States, you know, it's completely different from the East Coast to the West, to the Midwest, to the South. But, you know, this kind this fear that this ignorant fear that really perpetuates a lot in American society, a lot of it, you know, could easily be resolved with people wanting to have open, open communication and and interest in the unknown, but we don't want that. And, you know, instead we perpetuate false narratives of other countries. You know, we always, we're always depicting Africa as this, you know, desolate, you know, place full of, you know, crime and, and insurgency and, and war, which that's not really the case. There are many incredible countries with progressive ideologies and, and just, doing so many wonderful things, even though they, they have their own political, social, economic issues, no different than the United States. <laughs> you know, United, you know, Western society has no problem kind of making other countries look desolate and third world nation. But, you know, you go and, and look at, you know, the old steel towns and counties of the, of the UK or, you know, the coal mines of the United States, <laughs> you know, I, I have this thing that, you know, especially in Western countries, but especially in the United States, you know, we are a first world country. We are a first world country with third world problems. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way to any other countries or nationalities or, or anything like that. But I'm, I'm using that because, you know, Look, if you are someone from the outside looking in, if you really do your homework on America, you realize that it's 
we do a very good job of painting this American dream, but I think a lot of people are starting to come to the conclusion that as much as America is an amazing country to live in, it still has a lot of work cut out for it. And regardless of those issues, people still want to come here because the, you know, despite the fact that we in this country, you know, certain areas are fearful of the unknown, we still are one of the leading motivators in traversing the unknown, if that makes sense. It's kind of a weird... (laughs) It's a weird spot being in America, you know, it's a weird spot where we are actively promoting and and challenging the unknown, but at the same time, we are fearful and ignorant of it. Um, and you see it in our policies, you see it in our films and TV shows and social media, it, it you know, it's apparent. Um, and the reason why I'm kind of bringing that up is that fear is is so taught in western societies that um it's it promotes such an unhealthy lifestyle especially mentally for people you know it is it, this it, it creates a victim mentality in, in all of us especially here in the united states you know woe us woe this you know we we are we like to complain a lot Um, unfortunately. And even in that complaining, we will complain about the unknown, yet expect the unknown to provide us with all the necessities that we require. But we're not even willing to do our own homework on the unknown. You know, it's not like you're going to convince any Americans to go work in in the fields um, in the South to get the vegetables or foods that they enjoy, you, you know, you're not going to convince them to go into that unknown world that other people live in. Yet we will condemn people who are in that unknown world. You know, it's, it's just, it's weird that we promote a, vic- a victim mentality through fear. Um, and we will, you know, we will blame other people for the fear that we are experiencing, blame other races blame you know politics senators it's it's just a weird world that we are living in and it's unfortunate um because this this fear-induced culture and world and you know victim mentality it leads to something that um dr leo says that i think is really beautiful and it is unrealized dreams are the main cause of useless pain. So many of us are experiencing so much hurt, jealousy, or anger towards ourselves and others for unrealized dreams. Individuals who allow the bitterness, regret, and resentment they have for their unrealized dreams and use it as justification to lash out at others for attempting such dreams or even achieving them. These individuals will hold negative thoughts and and manifestations against those who have achieved them or trying to achieve. They will behave with passive-aggressive behavior and words to demoralize, detour, and prevent those who have achieved their dreams or those who are on their way from truly enjoying and growing from their accomplishments. 
those individuals do will do and say whatever they can to make you feel guilty and disappointed at your achievements or try and convince you that you will never succeed. Those individuals will be your friends, family, co-workers, lovers, politicians, educators, and above all, yourself. As a self-motivating student in the art of living, we are aware of such negative actions against us. It has more to do with the individual's lack of self-actualization. They have chosen to live the false self and disregard the essential reality. And so they lash out through political policies, family values, relationship expectations, take your pick. Anything to control and prevent you from achieving what they couldn't. To be fully functioning, then we must be as welcoming as the new, as we are comfortable with the old, as fearless of the unexpected as we are falsely secure in the plan, Dr. Leo. Nothing here below is profane. For those who know how to see, on the contrary, everything is sacred. Tilhard de Chardin. Fully functioning persons have a deep sense of spirituality. They know that their personhood and the world in which they live cannot be explained or understood by human experience alone. They know that they must make the mystical leap. They must go beyond themselves, beyond their limited reality. They have an inexplicable sense of something more. They feel a greater operative intellect than their own. Even if they are at a loss to give it a name, they are aware of a great design, incentively operative, in which all is compatible and in which there are no contradictions. Contradictions, Dr. Leo. Fully functioning individuals' deep sense of spirituality is due to their dedication towards the study and mastery of the art of living. They know that their personhood thrives and grows within their spiritual self-actualization. For how else will a fully functioning individual be able to truly appreciate and master the human experience? Fully functioning individuals never second-guess the mystical leap. They are always the first ones to take the first step towards the mystical leap. The self-actualized individuals embrace the beauty, mystery, and surprise that comes within the mystical leap. They understand that in order to become one with the essential reality, they must go beyond the boundaries of self to acknowledge the universal unspoken language that is the gods and the muses. Fully functioning individuals who take the mythical leap are a positive mind are of a positive mindset and discipline that leads to the universe conspiring in their favor via the via in their favor via the power of manifestation. They understand that in order to have control, you must accept that you have no control. Only in the moment will true control be found within a self-actualized individual. Either we select to believe that everything matters or nothing matters. Yet, 
In essence, both are the same. Both will involve mind games, for neither offer definitive proof. This does not mean that answers do not exist. It is like the Zen Kon, which states that there is no difference if we think we are the monk dreaming we are a butterfly, or a butterfly dreaming we are a monk dreaming we are a butterfly. Dr. Leo. Excuse me. You know, we, we have to let go of what matters and what does not matter. Um, you know, it, even for me, you know, I, I was for a time, I was really obsessed with trying to control every aspect of my life. Um, you know, I wasn't necessarily trying to control people, but I was trying to control, um, how our communications would go or how they would react to me and how we would kind of move forward. And that's just me personally. Um, you know, but as I've gotten older and have gone through some, you know, deep, you know, personal, emotional, and mental trials, I've come to the realization that even with the things that I do have control over, I only focus on the aspects of them that I can control. Um, because, you know, we we don't really have control. Um, and I think, you know, as I was saying over, we have control in the moment. And, and that that's definitely for sure the case. I, I believe that we definitely have control in the moment. But we don't have control, you know, after the moments have passed. We don't have control over how to make the future, you know, fit our narrative. And, you know, that's where, you know, I'm a heavy believer in manifestation. And I'm also just a heavy believer in just, you know, um, it took me some time, but like, I've learned that, well, you know, obviously, now is not the right time, the universe is not pointing me in this direction, you know, I will tell that to myself that, you know, we've all been in situations where we kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm not good enough, or this always happens to me. And, you know, those, those cognitive distractions. And, you know, I've kind of been able to kind of flip those cognitive distractions on their head and kind of turn them into a more of a positive um, outlook and perspective where, okay, it's not happening right now. It's not meant to happen right now. But that doesn't mean it's never going to happen. Things are not in place for it to happen. And, you know, that's with anything in our life. Um, you know, for all of us, we need to be aware that no matter the goals or, you know, the task, no matter what we're trying to achieve, you know, whether it's, you know, long term or short term, all you have control over is in the moment of those goals. Other than that, it's all depends on your positive discipline and mindset and manifestation and that affirmation of telling yourself convincing yourself you know convincing the universe that it will happen regardless of it needs to happen now you know if you say it in a prayer that what you want to succeed in your goal i you know i i don't you don't say i want it to happen by 
you know, July 24th or anything like that. Just say, I want to succeed in this goal. And you repeat that, whether it's every morning or at night before you go to bed or in the morning when you wake up, you repeat your goals. You have to say it every day. Um, you may It may sound like, you know, frustrating or, or annoying, but it's it's important because you can't you can't control how it's going to happen but you can control the manifestation of it happening <laughs> if that makes sense you can't control when where or how but you can control the manifestation of this being you know manifesting into reality whatever the goal is manifesting the motivation the strength the knowledge you know that moment whatever it may be and, you know, if you think about it and approach it in that sense, then you're not concerned about whether you have control over it. You're more concerned about will you be ready for when the moment happens and you do have control. And that's something we have to think about because, you know, life is one big head game. You know, we've all heard that kind of saying, you know. And it really, it all depends on your ability and your willingness to master the art of living, because that's the only way you're going to accomplish anything. You know, when I'm always talking about the art of living, you know, I'm not, you know, just talking about necessarily eating right or, you know, going to bed, you know, and working out or any of that. I'm talking about living a, a the art of living consciously. How are you consciously living? And that's the most important thing. Yes, you know, eating well to your best ability, you know, staying fit to the, your best ability. That's all important as well. But consciously, you know, consciously being healthy will make it easier and make you more motivated to being more healthy physically, to eating better, you know, whatever within your whatever's in reason. And I say within reason because we're all different and certain things, certain foods we can't eat and certain exercises or things we can't do because depending on our age, maybe we have disabilities, whatever it is, we're all different, but we have to do it within reason to our capabilities. Um, and acknowledge that, you know, there are certain things that are going to be out of our control, but as long as we strengthen our control in the moment and our self-affirmation and motivation, we will overcome whether it's in six months, six years, it will happen. But you have to believe that it will happen. You can't convince yourself when it's going to happen, but you can convince yourself that it will happen. Because, you know, we are everything and we are nothing. Every manifestation is born from a dream. And, you know, something that I, I, I really love that... um Dr. Leo says, and it return, and it relates to the manifestation and it relates to our dreams. And he says, some of us are unable to live without answers. The void is totally frightening, too devastating. So we must create answers for ourselves. Some of us choose to live without answers. We find them unnecessary. We live out our lives without asking questions, living into answers. Both ways require the creation of a belief system for which there is no validation. 
either choice embodies a living sense of spirituality which arises from the affirmation of the self through personal choice itself. Dr. Leo. For those who are unable to live without answers, they are afraid of the unknown. In the void of the unknown, individuals recreate will create the answers for themselves, most often at the cost of their own self-worth. So they can move forward with a false sense of closure, an old wound that will occasionally itch and at times fester. These false answers are nothing more than holding on to the belief to the benefit of the doubt. These false answers are nothing more than holding on to the benefit of the doubt. Rather than embracing the unknown, we fall into the void of the illusion. Self-actualized individuals are fully functioning and have long embraced the unknown void. For the mythical leap is found within the unknown. That is the path and destination of individuals on their journey of self-actualization. For all is sacred and nothing is ever guaranteed. That is where the strength of self-affirmation arises from. Provides the individuals with the necessary confidence and belief in themselves, which derives itself from the spiritual self. Our mystical abilities created within the belief system of our self-actualization allows us to live our life free from the unanswered and unspoken. The trial of living life as a lesson learned in the mastery of the art of living provides the answers to the unspoken. That is where validation of self and the essential reality find strength in personal choice. Because nothing, because something can be explained, need not affect its wonder. The wonder that each food has a distinctive taste, each flower has its own unique features, each day and night has its own music. It is easily apparent that it is not the world that is empty and without wonder. We are, Dr. Leo. We have lost and forgotten the excitement, the imagery and gratitude that comes with being human. We are the only species on this planet that can embrace and expand all this world has to offer our conscious beings whose bodies can ingest, caress, and manipulate to our heart's content. We have lost this perspective in favor of expectation, an expectation that we make the world full of wonder, when in fact, this world is full of wonder long before we arrived. This world gave us the opportunity to elevate and expand the wonder within ourselves to reflect the excitement, imagery, and gratitude this world has offered us. If only we appreciated the expectation this world has of our being, to be fully functioning individuals who protect and tend to the world as if it is our own heart. For without the oxygen Gaia exhales, we would never have been able to inhale. When we take for granted the air we breathe, we are ungrateful for being alive, ungrateful for the opportunity to experience this world wholeheartedly, consciously, and physically, to ingest the distinctive flavors of life and bear witness to life's unique features 
and rhythm that each day and night bring. Magic is not the sole prerogative of the sorcerer. We ourselves magicians with the power to conjure up and melt away at will. We create the mystery of each day, the secret under every tree and every insect and each thought. Flowers will bloom whether we care or not. All foods have distinctive flavors, even if we don't bother to taste them. For each day, a new mystery arises. And for every mystery uncovered, another will go unanswered. Our personal universes absorb, reflect, mesh, and graze one another. For our, un for our unanswered mysteries potentially become their answers. To the friends, family, and co-workers, to the strangers of passing glances or carefree smiles. We are all magicians of the mythical leap. We are all once a secret under a tree. There will be a blazing sun, even if we never rise early enough to see one. The spirit of each person and the thing is present even if we are too asleep to experience it. Even if we deny its existence, spirituality involves an awareness of all there is and openness to what is not. It is a strength and fearlessness to ourselves to transcend reality and ourselves. Fully functioning individuals know that it is the magic that gives life its spice, eradicates boredom, and elevates existence beyond space and time. To be a fully functioning person is to know rupture from an orange and ecstasy from a blade of grass. To be fully functioning is to reach our total trust and touch the God in all things. Dr. Leo. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support The Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. That's Ronin Art and Music. If you're interested in reaching out, follow me on social media, on Twitter, Ronin Art and Music, or at me at Kiosk Ronin, K-O-I-O-S-R-O-N-I-N. On Instagram, follow me at roninart underscore music. And if you prefer to email, hit me up at themondaymindset009 at gmail.com. That's themondaymindset009 at gmail.com. And that is all lowercase. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and a review, and slap that notification bell. On Apple Podcasts, please make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review, as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.